Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Breakfast today is sponsored and the class for the Rufuash of Eliezer ben Rifka. Breakfast is also dedicated in loving memory and Lilui Nishmat Rabbi Hananya El Malim Alava Shalom, sponsored by his grandson Gabriel Amos. The class as well today is sponsored by Sunny Dua for the Rufuash of Meir ben Adelia and as well Lilui Nishama of Sarah Batchana, sponsored by her grandchildren, and for the Rifuash Lema of Moshe ben Malka. Rabotai, there's a beautiful uh, expression. Sometimes in the Torah, you learn something from a, from a mitzvah, from the way it's presented. But sometimes we can learn something from a single word. At the way the Torah expresses itself, or the nuance uh, behind the interpretation of that word, gives us an understanding about something that is very, very beautiful. So let's take a look for one second. The Pasuk says, And Noach, the man of the earth, Vayachel. What does Vayachel mean? Interestingly enough, our rabbis tell us, the Dirasha is, He became someone who was mundane. He wasn't holy anymore. He started off in the beginning of his career. He was Ish Adama. He was Ish Noach Ish Tzadik. He starts off as Ish Tzadik and he becomes Ish Adama. He changes to a man of the earth. First he's a Tzadik, now he's a farmer. Okay? With Moshe Rabbeinu on the other hand, we find this trajectory not starting high and going low, but rather in the beginning. The introduction is Ish Mitzri. Uh, he's he's called a man who is Egyptian, and at the end of his work, at the end of his his uh, his life, we find Moshe being described as Isha Elohim, a man of God. So you find the trajectory going exactly the opposite. Now, why is it that the rabbis chose to point this out, Vayachel, that it's Lashon Cholim? Of course, that's not the literal interpretation, but the root of the word also gives us that uh, insinuation. And if that is the case. We need to ask ourselves why. So Rashid brings already the Midrash, and he says, why is it that he had this nifilah, this downward, uh, this downward uh, trajectory? And it says, lo, he should have la'asok, he should have dealt with He should have planted something else. The first thing you're planting after you come out of uh, of the teba is wine, is grapes to make wine. That's what you made. You planted a vineyard. In order to make wine, that's what you planted, right? Don't you think maybe you should have planted something else first? Now, I, I tried to understand this for a long time. What does this mean? Who cares if he planted this, he planted that? You want to tell me that Noah did something terrible? Tell me he did something terrible. You want to tell me Noah, you know, uh, didn't spend extra money on a nice lulav and etrog? You know, okay, fine, tell me that. But you want to tell me that Noah, you know, and then he came out of it and he invested in Bitcoin. Who cares? If he planted this, he planted that, what's going on over here? So Rabbi I think there's many lessons over here in this concept of Nitiach and why he planted uh, the, 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 the wine, the, the vineyard first. And I think as well, there's a question really that needs to be dealt with on a, on a broader scale of how someone finds themselves normally. The more you learn, the more you grow, the more you know, the more opportunities you have to, to develop. Now if Noach's a Sadiq, if Noach's a righteous person, how could it be with more on his plate, with more knowledge, he was someone that went the other way around? And again, I want to I kind of sharpen that question. Here's a guy. 
He's a Sadiq in a world which is terrible. Okay? God tells him, everybody's uh, you know, horrible. What am I doing? I'm destroying the world. Everybody is skeptic. No one believes that God's going to, you know, in England they had something called Brexit. When they left, when Britain exited. You know, Noach presided over Wexit. Like the whole world left. Where it's, you know, and Noach knew exactly why it was. Sometimes in life, you know, it's a little difficult to, to connect the dots. Like, you know, you stop going to synagogue, you stop praying, you stop doing, the, you know, the right mitzvot in the right way. And, and you know what? And you're not sure if the success that you have is, you know, is because of it or not. But when things go bad, you say, you know, it's by chance. Here, God's telling him something extraordinary is going to happen. Not only that, God's telling him that he's going to survive in a miracle of a teva. Not only that, God tells him he's going to save all of the animals in the teva as well with him. Every single thing that God says comes true. The question is, Rabotai, the question is, Rabotai, and this is very powerful. How could someone like Noah, immediately after the teva, go downward? How could that happen? You know what it's like? It's like someone who invests all their money in a bad business deal. Everyone tells them it's a bad business deal. You know why it's a bad business deal? The guy's going to run away with your money. You, there's no protection. The guy runs away with his money. Imagine that same person came back and said, invest in me. Would you give him more money? You know, what a dip. Would you give him more money? But really, that's what the Yetzirah does. Every time we see that the Yetzirah, all of his great investments and his, you know, his shiny deals, they don't go through. You lose, you lose the investment. Each time he promises to deliver the cash, and each time he screws you over and he steals your money. How do you get invested in him again? Noah knows better than anyone in the world, yesh din v'yesh dayan, that there's judge and there's justice. He knows what happens when a person kind of drops the ball. So how does, how does that happen with Noah? How does he plant a vineyard? How does, he, how does he go in a way where he becomes from Ish Tzadik and turn into Ish Adama? Rabotai, the rabbis say something very powerful. Noah was a great Tzadik. You know why he planted the vineyard? He planted the vineyard because when you want to make special prayers in the cycle of a person's life, what do you make those prayers on? You make them unwind. No one, we should not doubt Noah's intentions. But Rabotai, what happens when you get drunk? <laughs> the best intentions in the world don't help you if you're off your trolley. Right? They don't help. When a person is drunk, what happens when they're drunk? They lose, they lose their ability to have self-control. They lose it. Once you've lost self-control, the biggest sadiq in the world is susceptible to yirido, to, down, to moving downwards. Rabotai, and this is what we're learning over here. No chance in the world is Noach going to commit a sin. No chance in the world is he going to do anything wrong. No chance in the world. And what happens to Noach? Noach loses his sense of self-control. He loses his consciousness. He's, he's not in, in complete connection with his, uh, with his uh, what's it called? With his mind, with his, you know, corpus mentis. When a person loses that, then they can lose everything and they can be the biggest sadiq in the world and it doesn't help them. 
Rabotai, why am I sharing this with you? Why am I sharing this with you? The Pasuk tells us, Vayachel Noach, he was made chulin. You know what it should say? It should tell us, Vayita, and Noach planted the wine, okay? And then Noach got drunk, and then Noach was lying on the ground, naked on the floor, and then tell me, Vayachel Noach, tell me Vayachel Noach after Noach is already naked on the ground. Why are you telling me Vayachel Noach when he plants? And the answer is, because you become chulin, you already debased yourself. You already lost your sensitivity, your kiddushah, when you were not aware that losing your grip on your own self-control is going to get you to that stage. Rabotai, self-control is not only something that you lose when you are drunk. When else do we lose self-control? Angry. When we're angry. When else do we lose self-control? When we're facing something which is, oh, you know, everybody's got buttons. And I don't just mean for anger. I also mean for desire. Everybody has their own ta'avot, their own, you know, their own drives. For one person it's women, and the next person it's money, and the next person it's honor, and the next person it's, you know, proper, you know, kin'ah, you know, jealousy. He can't see anybody do better than him. Then everybody's got their button. If you're willing to expose yourself, pardon the pun, with regards to Noah, if you're willing to expose yourself to that weakness, know that even from the moment that you've exposed yourself, you already lost the game. That's what we're learning over here from Vayachel Noah. You know, you want to have the... And it's a mitzvah! It's a mitzvah to plant the wine. I'm doing it for Kiddush, Rabbi. Honey, don't take me Kiddush. Plant the wheat, and like the halacha says, if you don't have kiddush, you make kiddush on the chalot. Make chala and then do kiddush. Kiddush on the chala. Why? And this is really the point. Rabotai, Rabotai, Noach's living in a world where every one of his friends and every one of his family members, other than the ones in the teva, his uncle and his cousin, and his brother and his mother, Everyone he knows just died. When a person's in a point of sadness, a person's in a point of depression, even if it's not a full-blown clinical depression, they're in a place where they're feeling really terrible. The worst time to get drunk is when you're in a low mood. We all know that. Shema Israel, a guy gets drunk after a breakup, he's liable to make... Both the breakup and the getting drunk after it, Habibi. You know why? You, you're liable to make the worst mistakes ever. When a person is operating from atzvut, from a place of sadness, in that place, it's the most important to be able to have your wits about you. So we're learning over here, Vayachil Noach. You know, I get that you want to do this mitzvah. This mitzvah is not for now. This mitzvah is not for now. Rabotai, we need to learn and to understand our own human nature. A lot of times, a person decides that they want to do a nice mitzvah. They have a brother-in-law that they don't get along with. They have a sister or a brother. They don't speak to them, right? And they say, look, I want to make shalom. What am I going to do? We're going to spend Shabbat together. Terrible idea. You're not getting along. The worst possible thing in the world is to get stuck with them for 25 hours. 
bizarre you could spend 25 minutes, you should shoot for the ideal time, which is 2.5 minutes. <laughs> Don't go for dinner with the guy, go for coffee with the guy in a crowded coffee shop <laughs> where people are asking if you're done every three minutes at the table. And I know none of us even know what that looks like in Corona world, a crowded coffee shop, but spend the 2.5 minutes. And what are you thinking to yourself? We make a lot of nice plans in our brains with the best of intentions. You know what? We'll go spend Shabbat together with my brother at my mother's house. I'll make my mother happy. Don't make your mother happy right now. Recognize that when you're vulnerable, now is not the time to expose yourself to an attack from the Yetzer Hara. That's really what we're learning over here from Noah. Vayachem. He profaned himself. Why? Hayalo la'asok acheret. And I think these words, planting over here, the planting over here is a metaphor. Noah planted on the one hand, he planted a vine, and that resulted in him coming with a, having a vineyard that he could eventually make wine from. But Rabotai, when a person makes a decision, it, uh, it oftentimes is a decision whose hashlachot, whose outcomes, he's not paying attention to. And really, every decision that you make, a person should really think of not as an act that he does, and when I do it, it's done, but rather as something that he's planted in the earth. And that what comes out of that little tiny seed of the grape, it's so small, what I, ah, don't worry about it. Realize that instead, that thing is something that you've planted. Our mitzvot are things that we plant. Our averot are things that we plant. And as the Mishnah and Avot teaches us, the Mishnah that was our Mishnah this week, in the Mishnah of the week in Avot, which we, which we do on Tuesday, the, pasu, the Mishnah says, Mitzvah goreret mitzvah. So if you think that this little lapse in judgment is going to be something which is going to be small, almost always that's not the case. You've planted something. And now we have to kind of reap, like they say, you reap what you sow. Now you need to kind of take in all this stuff that you planted. Rabotai, timing is such an important part of understanding what our job is in this moment. And you know, sometimes the best decisions uh, are not the best decisions for right now. I remember once we had a, uh, we had a trip that we brought a bunch of young kids from England, we brought them to New York City. And we brought them here to learn more about being Jewish. And for many of these people, they've never experienced Shabbat. They've never experienced Torah taught in a way which, that which they feel speaks to them and relates. And it's a very powerful experience to go to a Torah class and almost for the first time feel like, oh my God, there's actually something here. Like the whole time you think it's some Aesop's fables, it's some legends and myths, you know, cobbled together by rabbis with beards. The first time a person learns Torah and says, oh my gosh, that's me, that's my friend, that's my father. This, you know, my dad used to drink when he was upset. And I saw what it looked like when you, plant, when you planted in that state of mind. I know what that, I, that this is emet, this is truth. It's a very powerful thing. And one of the boys, actually, we were all going out for a drink later that night with all the boys. And one of the boys went up to the hotel room and he came down. It's the second or third day of this program. He comes down, he's wearing a kippah. We're all going out to get a beer, you know. I said, what, do you, what is that? He goes, oh, Rabbi, this is a kippah. I learned that we wear it because... I was like, Rohi, I know what a kippah is. 
I said, what is that on your head? You're not a kippah wearer. Take it off. As a rabbi, I told him, take off his kippah. Lesh. No. Why Chilul Hashem? Not Chilul Hashem. That's a clever answer, Sammy. I like it. No, it's not why. No, he's right. It's a clever answer. That's not why. Why I said that? You're not there yet. Three minutes ago, you walked in. Now you like it. Okay, fine. Okay, I got you. Learn more. Slowly. In an organic, in a normal process. You're not there yet. Sometimes rushing the right thing in the wrong time is, has disastrous consequences. What's going to happen? The guy's going to go out with his kippah. What's the whole night going to be like with a bunch of boys with a beer and one of the guys wearing the kippah? Oh, that's it. They turned you, right? That's it. You'd be religious. Or, you're religious? I know what you did yesterday. Remember that? I know what you did last summer. I know what you did last Now you're wearing a kippah. Hazaku Baruch. Who gave you semicha? Like you understand? They would rip it out of him mercilessly the whole night. What's going to happen? The guy now, the next day, he has to wear the kippah because he wore the kippah the day before. So now he's going around, he's wearing his kippah on his head, right? He doesn't really want to wear it now. But now he has to wear it because he wore it yesterday. And now he needs to double down on the decision. But he's not, he's not in a place where he can fight that fight. So sometimes a person has to understand uh, uh, the timing. Noah, unfortunately, he, what began as a life of an Ish Sadiq, there was a badly timed moment. A moment where he wanted to do a mitzvah, he wanted to plant wine for Kiddush, but he didn't see the negative ramifications of it. And once Noah experienced what he experienced in that moment, he, had, he started to second-guess himself. And he started to wonder if actually he was such a Sadiq. And how could this have happened to him? And how could his son have turned out this way? And maybe he didn't raise the kids the right way. And maybe he made bad decisions. And slowly but surely, it eroded Noach's own self-confidence and his self-image <clears throat> until Noach eventually thought to himself, you know, what can I do already? I guess the only thing I'm good for is planting things. And the Ish Tzadik became an Ish Adama. May Hashem bless us that like the stock market the things that we always trend up, Be'ezrat Hashem. I don't know, hopefully that will always be this way the stock market looks. Hashem should bless us, Be'ezrat Hashem, to have wonderful children and not children, uh, uh, you know, the, the right child of Noah and not the wrong one. And may Hashem bless us as well to have the foresight to be able to know what to do and at what time. Baruch Adonai Amen ve'amen. Rabbi Charanya.